podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 214, Feng Shui Chi Forecast, March 2023. Welcome to episode 214 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach feng shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you didn't know, we actually teach a feng shui certification program. We teach people how to become feng shui practitioners and offer feng shui consultations. You can learn more about that by visiting our website, mindfuldesignschool.com. Also, be sure to sign up for our mailing list. We have a lot of content, a newsletter, and special events that are available only to our newsletter subscribers. We have something coming up very soon that Laura is going to talk about in a second as well. So be sure to sign up for our mailing list. You can do so by visiting our website, going to mindfuldesignschool.com and scrolling to the bottom, or look in the show notes on whatever app you're listening to the podcast on, and you could probably click through right there. Yes. Hello, Angie. How are you today? <laughs> you know, Laura and I talk like I Eight think hundred thousand times a day. Yeah, Is we that talk the number you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to get I want to get the number right a thousand yeah. times a day. Yeah, I talk. I'm like the one that I'm like the annoying business partner, work wife <laughs> that texts her like at six a.m. and at midnight. <laughs> That's okay. It's all good. So it is our monthly chi forecast, and we are talking about March. And as we always do, we start with key dates like the solar term, the moon cycles. So we have March 6th is Chinese solar term of insects awaken. Or I've also seen it as worms awakening because, well, we'll talk about it in a sec. Well, we'll talk about it now because the soil is warming up and it makes sense that the insects within that soil are starting to move through it because the soil softens. You know, it's interesting also, i am um been talking to my, one of my teachers, my Dharma teacher, Marsha, and she lives in Mexico. And she said like, right, it, it's it right now she was even saying like, it's too cold. The insects aren't moving, are not mm-hmm. moving. And, and how that's reflected also in activities when it's colder out, people don't go out as much and there's less activities. So it's interesting how, when they say insects awaken in nature, it also corresponds to people awakening. Mm-hmm. Right. And like in New York city, there's like that first warm day, everyone goes out and goes mm-hmm. out in shorts, even though it's still cold. Yeah, out. That's like, literally every Canadian. It's it's <laughs> like as soon as it's 10 degrees Celsius, it's like, oh, shorts time. Are you yeah. wearing shorts now? No, no, I'm not. I'm I know you're not a short, but person. I am. I am a little bit like that. Like I, I, it's funny when we'll, I'll go to Italy or Spain or whatever. You go to a hotter climate and it's, you know, I don't know. I'm going to talk in Celsius because I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit, but it'll be 20 degrees, you know, and they will be wearing full puffy coats. Anyway, and I'm like, I'm in like a t-shirt and shorts. So yes, when you live in a very cold climate, which again, China, Northern China and parts of China where these solar terms were developed, it was quite cold. It gets very cold. So there is this idea that around this time, so the two weeks from, from March the 6th until we get to the second solar term, which is the vernal equinox or the spring equinox, that is when things are starting to move. Mm -hmm. And then of course it peaks 
when we get to March 20th, March 21st, depending on your time zone, where that is the vernal equinox. So that that spring, that peak, right? And the March, this equinox in March is when the Northern hemisphere, the whole thing starts to tilt toward the sun, right? Which means longer, sunnier days. And it's called the vernal equinox because it signals the beginning of spring, which would mean green growth, right? Verdant. And I, I looked things. up 20 degrees Celsius is 68 degrees Fahrenheit. So so that's pretty, that's actually pretty warm. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, but I'm, no, I'm not kidding when I say they're in like puffy coat. So I, I apologize. There's those of you in warmer climates that are like, yeah, that's legit cold. I would wear a jacket for that. Then I, I respect it. It's just because you're used to it. And yes, you know, well, can, I grew Canada, up in California, it. so I, I get it. And so now I live in a colder climate. And then I love how like some of my New York friends moved to California and they're all wearing the hats and like in, you know, in the winter, yeah. like the yes. 60 degrees yes. Fahrenheit in the LA winter, they're, they're wearing shorts, Uggs and hats and scarves. <laughs> so. Because their head is cold, but their legs are good. Yeah. Um, Angie, do you want to talk a little bit about the animal for this month? Yes. Yeah, so March is the month that's connected to rabbit. And if you recall, we're also in a rabbit year. So that means that those who are born in the year of the dog, the ram, and the pig will have even more extra, extra supportive chi this month. So if you, again, the dog, the ram, which is also known as the goat slash sheep, and the pig slash boar. So those born in those years will have very supportive chi. So great, a great time to take care of yourself and do something. And then for those who are having a challenging year anyway with the rabbit energy, that's rooster and dragon. And also, well, not rabbit, but rooster and dragon, they can be a little bit more sensitive to their surroundings this month and take extra care to not get too burnt out and to really cultivate something that is supportive for you. So we also talk a little bit about what's the, the energy or the chi, as this is a chi forecast, that we are all thinking about. So how what's going on with the energy if we think to this again, like we were touching on the insects awaken or worms awaken, there's more rain. And there's a lot of, when you read about some of these solar terms, they talk a lot about thunder happening and thunder awakening the earth. And if you're familiar with the I Ching, thunder is actually connected when you look through it to springtime, this time of year, right? So that spark of life, that new beginning and it's awakening everything. So a rain increases, the days become longer, it's warmer, the ground is softening. I mean, look, we're just at the beginning of this. It's the start of spring, but after a long winter, it, it is when you really start to feel this. Farmers are prepping the soil. They're beginning to think about, you know, they're planting. And it is really a time for you to clear off that winter residual, you know, winter stuff and just peel away the layers Birds are singing, you know, robins are plucking worms out of that softened ground. So, and another thing, I, well, I don't think I mentioned this, it's actually uh, on March the 7th is the full moon, which is called the worm moon as well. So 
it is really about that soil softening and offering itself up the earth offering itself up so that there's can be growth it can, you know growth can happen again and of course it's time for spring cleaning in most cultures you know open really just opening yourself up to abundance possibility and bringing some ceremony to your to your cleaning and to your cleansing so every month angie and i also do a reading either I do a tarot card reading or Angie does an I Ching reading. And this month it is my turn and I will be doing a tarot reading. And I asked, the question I asked when I pulled the cards was how can our podcast listeners work with the energy of the spring equinox? So the arrival of spring and uh, the peak of this spring time. I pulled, I pulled two cards. I pull one from the, I split the deck. So I do a major arcana pull and then I do a minor arcana. The major arcana really speaks to the theme that kind of it's big, bigger, big energy, big theme. And then the minor arcana is more action, right? And uh, not mundane, but executional in a way, right? It's much more, you know, he, the here and now. So the two cards I pulled were for the major arcana was the magician, it's a big one. And let's talk about the magician first. Oh, I'll tell you what I pulled the second one to. And then the minor arcana I pulled is the four of pentacles or coins. You know, I get well. these cards, all those two cards a lot. Do you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. it was meant to be. Have you ever seen, and this is an aside and you know, it, it but have you ever seen somebody mocked up this card uh, with Robert Smith? It's no, I haven't seen that. Awesome. I got it. There's like, I saw a t-shirt. I was like, I've seen it come. I think it's Etsy. And I was like, oh my God, I need to get there. Anyway, that's Laura, the magician. Laura and I were, were rock, gothy rockers. Gothy nineties. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking the other day about Rocky mm-hmm. Horror Picture Show too. Yes. We're dating, so, we're really um, dating ourselves. And we I just know, I, ourselves with I shouldn't have told you about that because I probably should have got you that Robert Smith as the magician. Oh. Anyway. Okay. So the magician, the magician, what do you get from this? It is a, the message is the time is now to create magic in your life. Okay. That's sort of the overarching theme. I was thinking the flowers, if you look at the card, there's a whole bunch of flowers in bloom, like all in bloom at the bottom and trailing down at the top and flowers in full bloom symbolize the time is now. He's also pointing above as above. So below, and he's pointing to the ground, right? That connection of heaven and earth. But also the idea is, is that you can manifest, what can you pull down from that heaven realm or the idea, the realm of, you know, idea and bring into the realm of reality and to manifest it on his table. And so on his table, he has manifest and he's created sort of these four, these four different suits, right? Each of them represents the the four suits that are in front of him. So it's the everything, it's all things. So what are you? This now is the time for you to be able to manifest so many things and that, you know, it's all represented there for you. And I like to think of it even more about those four suits on that table, really representing parts of yourself. So the emotional part of yourself, which is the water cups, the creative side of yourself, which is fire and wands, that thinking is air swords and your practical side is that earth pentacle. 
And so this card speaks to using all parts of yourself and recognizing and becoming aware of all these parts of yourself that help you to create, manifest, and pull, you know, make things real. So some of the questions that you could think about, contemplate is, and it is exactly that. What have I been ruminating on? What have I been contemplating? What have I been constantly thinking about? Maybe you've been thinking about it all winter that now can move from an idea to become manifest either, you know, maybe it's an object, a thing or, or a project or a reality, something that you've been thinking and thinking. And, you know, for some reason, it's not been, you're not bringing it to fruition. Asking yourself the other question, which this card speaks to is I'm feeling stuck right now, maybe. And I'm, but why, you know, why can't I bring this forward? And, is there, am I using all parts of myself? So those four suits on the table that the magician has, maybe you're not using all of those parts. Maybe you're being too emotional, which is too much cups, too much water. And maybe you need to have more sword, more air, and in feng shui, more metal energy in order to make something forward, just as an example. So, you know, this card really asks you to think about what is calling me right now, right now, because the flowers are in bloom. So what flowers are in bloom for me right now? What is blooming for you right now to start to think about that? And then the second card, which is kind, it's a more of a stop card. It's not a stop card. So, you know, we say go cards and, you know, stop cards or whatever. Magicians are a yes, go card, but this, it's often called the miser, this four of coins or pentacles, because it's, it's, really talks about earth. It's very earthy card. So it's an earth card. He's holding the coins very closely. He's clutching them. He's standing on them. You know, he's pretty, pretty obsessed with them and he's holding them really tightly. And it's a four. The card is a number four. So it's, it, it is sort of a static and holding pattern. And it's called the miser because it asks you, maybe are you stuck or being stingy with your talents, your money, your skills, and in the card, he's kind of turned his back to the community. Like he's just holding this and he's maybe not offering it up, but it could be in relation to this magician card. Like, are you holding yourself back out of fear of losing something? Because there is this idea of, look, the magician kind of does ask you a little bit of like, not risk, but you kind of have to do and create something new, uh, you know, that starting something. And so is there, is it's like this, this worry that the miser has is being challenged by this opportunity of the magician. But I think, you know, what you can take from this is it's okay to honor both of these sides of yourself, right? You can use your wisdom and your intellect and your practicality and your grounded nature and your worry sometimes, right? It's a very earthy quality worry. It's healthy because that will help you to assess a risk, right? Of something. But the magician really does ask you and is telling you that's all well and good, but you know, there's something that's out there for you and, and you need to investigate it. And it's now. Angie, do you, did I inspire any thoughts for you on this? Yes, I did. So I was thinking if we wanted to suggest something feng shui wise to work with the forecast that you've just offered. I think it's a opportune moment 
for the holistic spaces community to plant a seed. So it can be a physical seed or it could be the seed of a project or something more conceptual. But really think about what you can grow. And ideally, you want to have both of those things connect the invisible and the visible, the yin and the yang, the heaven and the earth. So by actually thinking of something you want to grow in your life that is invisible and have that alongside your intentional planting of something to grow physically in your home. So it doesn't have to be a big investment. Like for instance, I live in a New York City apartment and it's not totally always possible to grow something from a seed. But there are opportunities like you can work with a lemon seed from a lemon lemon and do some research. You you know, you put it in some moist like a moist paper towel and allow it to sprout in a dark area and then actually pretty quickly you get a leaf. So that might be a stretch for some people. You could also use a cutting and a cutting will also, if you place a cutting in water, will quickly grow roots. And in a sense, that's a way of planting a seed, right? So some easy plants to do that with is a pothos, a cutting of a pothos, or even an African violet is really easy to propagate. And if you want to challenge yourself, you can you know, you could try a more difficult plant, but you need to also maybe assess and be honest with what is in your capability to work with. So if you're a beginner, be honest, honest about being a beginner and start with something simple, but then cultivate that seed or that cutting and place it in a location to allow it to grow and have that in tandem with something that you are trying to grow invisibly, whether that be maybe a new business venture, a relationship, a new project, or maybe a, maybe the opposite. Like you want to cultivate more quiet, more, more silence, more self-care. Yes. Use this energy of the spring align with that because again it's about growth but you know I like your suggestion because you can actually some of us it's really abstract the thought of growing something right so it might be nice to actually tangibly physically do it see what kind of soil you need you know soft soil and 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 so you're embracing both that that softening of the soil the awakening of the insects that warming of the earth and and you know and then planting that seed and manifesting, you know, your magician, letting your inner magician shine. Well, that's a real kind of magic, though, creating life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from some from a seed, something that's dormant and activating it. And so explore that. How do you create something from nothing? How do you create life and energy and chi from nothing? And it can be explored in something as simple as a lemon seed from your lemon that you have floating in your water right now (laughs) right yes I like that yeah I like that too well I think that was a wonderful forecast and I like how you switched up the question a little bit and instead of asking about the month you asked about the energy of the spring equinox I don't know if anyone caught that but I did and (laughs) so we look forward to this month and 
inviting in the energy of spring with all of you. We have a really fun episode coming next week with three of our graduates of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School Certification Program. And if you didn't know, Laura and I teach a certification program and we train people to become feng shui practitioners. And and the bonus for us is that we meet really amazing people from all over the world that become our graduates. And a lot of them continue studying with us for, for years after that. So last month we highlighted three of our graduates and we're going to do it again this month so next episode and they're going to talk about how they incorporate feng shui and other practices and their own backgrounds into a self-care practice for the spring equinox and how to cleanse and and invite that yang energy of the spring equinox and we also have fun stuff coming up right laura well if you again join the list you're going to do the, hopefully the free Feng Shui basics course. And then in April, join us for a live workshop and we can all do a, we're going to do a floor plan reading. So yeah, that's fun stuff. Yeah. So be sure you're on our mailing list. And thanks to all of you for listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast. Welcome any newcomers. Thank you to our longtime listeners you can tune in every week for a new podcast episode if you like our podcast and this episode please share it with others you can also support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com and also joining our mailing list really supports us too so if you'd like to do that you can scroll down on your podcast app and see a link to sign up for our mailing list or you can visit us on our website at mindfuldesignschool.com Thank you so much and we will see you next week.